0: Everyone and welcome to an exciting academic comics field. Uh, this this episode is going to change your life. It is going to change your life. Words, images, and worlds with Dr. Michael
1: Norton Dando, Dr. Dando. Welcome, welcome. Hey everybody! Thanks for having me. I appreciate it's super appreciate the invite. Super glad to be here. Uh, my pleasure you do you podcast as like a as like a thing
0: do you i do i oh, do wow. I'll,
1: I'll let me plug let me plug right up at the top i guess um i have a podcast um it's comics school um and we're in our fourth season our fourth season is is coming up um in the fall um and it's exactly what it sounds like it l- examines the intersections between um graphic narrative comics and um and education however uh, we choose bad. to, uh, however, we choose to define it. So that's classroom education. That's educational spaces, informal, uh, formal, um, com- uh, education through comics, with comics, about comics. Um, we've had a lot of folks on there: John Jennings, um, Stacy Robinson, Julian Chambliss, a bunch, of, a bunch of fun folks. Uh, Tim Fielder um yeah, you you've not had me on there which i yet no uh, yet <laughs> right 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 <laughs> check the check your inbox um, that's right <laughs> typing so, the
0: message now
1: um <laughs> so, so yeah i do I, I i do podcasting um and i do um i, I have a good time um started doing it um Right at the pandemic, right at the onset of the pandemic, I teach a comics class. Um, I'm an associate professor at St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and congratulations um, on your tenure. By the thank way, thank you. It feels I almost said assistant, but uh, thank you to the to to everyone for their support. Um, and uh, I teach a comics uh, a comics studies class, and you know we went on we went online, and um, uh, it, I usually would just bring you know, I would bring folks in via, at that time it was, uh, another, uh, it was a, another instant, uh, institution, uh, Skype. Uh, so I would Skype people in, um, uh, yes. before zoom, before zoom cornered, the market, uh, shouts out took to go the to world. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I just started, everybody was at home. So I just said, Hey, uh, let's, since we're all in our basements anyway, let's, let's chat. And, um, that was now four seasons ago. So very, very exciting. Um, and and it's it's given me a chance to um, um you know, think in in a lot of different ways that I, I I wouldn't have thought about before and and to to be in spaces like this and in conversations with with you guys. This is and i I love this place. Um uh, I love this 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 show, the um and the stuff that you guys are doing here. So it's amazing
0: we well, you know, i I try I have another podcast if you ever want to check it out too, with a, a middle school teacher friend of mine adam piles and it's called the comic obsessive where we just yes. like tear into an issue um and, and by that i mean an issue of a comic not like a critical issue although <laughs> you know they, they do overlap from it time can to be time. both I... that's right that's right <laughs> um and so i have fun doing that and then i i just kind of started this really inspired by like a, a blog that i did and I thought, well, I'm writing to these people. Some of them don't have time to answer questions in writing, and so I thought, well, what would be awfully 2008 of me? I should do a <laughs> podcast. Um, Everything I, old is new again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit late to it because I'm not an auditory guy. I, I'm I don't listen to things well unless I'm in a, a conversation like this, and so I can make them, but it's it's hard for me to sit and listen. My I, um, brain wonders too much.
1: I. I started my audio journey, uh, I guess probably about t- 2013, um, when I was I was doing my dissert doing my dissertation and uh also uh we had our first child and I was I just had to listen to, you know, I was up at two in the morning anyway. <laughs> right. right. So I just fired up uh I fired up my audio book and um it was just taking kid in one arm and right <laughs> and writing notes in the other. Um And it just, you know, it just, it definitely just stuck. So, but it's a, it's a different medium, man. I I talk a lot of, I do a lot of multimodal work and it is, you know, the medium matters. So it does, it does. Um, Uh, I was going to ask survival
0: tips for the dissertation for the oh man.
1: Uh, You aren't going to finish reading. So Mm -hmm. there's no top of the pile. Like for me, that was a thing. It was just like, can I read enough to where I, if I came to a dinner party, right, and everybody was there, and I got a seat at the table, uh, I would be able to be conversant, because somebody's going to say something like, "Oh, I read this," and I just like, "Oh, I haven't read that." Like, I wouldn't excuse myself from the from the dinner party. I'm like, "Well, I don't know that book. I've got to go." Um, <laughs> I would make a note of it, and if as long as I as long as I felt like I could be reasonably conversant, um, then then that was not that it was good enough, but like. And if and if if I read something that like I would read something I'm like, oh, man, that I thought that was a I thought that was my idea. It was like, that's really right. similar. <laughs> that just means you're on the right track. That just means yep. like <laughs> that just means somebody else like agrees with you. You uh-huh. just have your own kind of spin on it. um And so that helped me get that helped me get through and just like get it done. Get it. Just type, 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 type. <laughs>
0: People make a big deal out of that feeling a gap as though it's some like mythological Yo. structure. And it's not as you said, it's your own spin on it.
1: It's your own. It's, it's own your own spin it. on it. And and the other thing is for me is just like when I I always ask, so what like, what's the punchline to this? Like it. So if you've got, oh, I found a gap. All right, cool. Does it not does it matter? But does like have you considered its significance? It's just like, I found a gap right here. I'm like, OK that's fine does it like not does it move the needle but like of what significance is it um that it's there isn't really that interesting to me what it means is is interesting to me um but that's that's just kind of how i that's kind of how i came up um (laughs) we would get yelled i did my i did my um i did my my dissertation work, um, at UW Madison. And that, that was the big thing they Just kept. So what, so what, what does it matter? How does it work? Be critical. Um, which is good. And then you just got to not get lost in the epistemological fog. Right. It's just like, all right, you can keep, like, you can do my five-year-old does this. where it's like, why, how, what, how come you can keep asking how come always just you're good. You you've, you've got to a point where now you're just like really just quibbling you've got enough to say, say it. You're, you're, you're working on your dissertation. You've got a whole career to worry about so many of those other things. That's your research trajectory, not that piece or something. I don't know. Uh,
0: I like the, I like the, research I welcome, trajectory.
1: I welcome your cranky emails. You can follow me on Twitter. If it <laughs> hasn't burned to the ground at MB Dando, I look well, forward to have. your angry tweets.
0: We have at least a few more weeks of Twitter being a thing. I think mm. it's still out there, right? In some, those way. of you in the
1: future, if you don't know what Twitter was, um, right. ask your ask your parents.
0: That's right. That's right. It's as fresh as 2011. The thing I've been doing on Twitter lately, uh, because uh, it's just a whole thing. Um, I've just started following comics people pretty yeah. much exclusively. The occasional literacy mm-hmm. person. But really started following and, and the indie creators because yeah. I can go on there and it's sort of like if I do that, it becomes a little more like the artistic side of Instagram in yep. a way. Um, and then, of course, there are school closings that are communicated on Twitter. Yeah, so <laughs> <you> <laughs> gotta have the that.
1: important things in life,
0: for sure. That's right. um, Art and school closings um,
1: in that, the, in you that know, order, I don't really. want to show
0: up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to show up and nobody else is there. That's um, right. <laughs> Can I appreciate the environs for a moment is that okay uh, and I'll yeah. share this by video if you Oh
1: want. for yeah for sure hi everybody um yeah um this is my this is um the my office um I work primarily for the I guess for purposes here um I work at the intersection of um multimodal literacies and um critical literacies and um, democratic engagement. And I I do that mainly through um, comics um, and hip hop culture. And even at the intersection of both, sometimes the intersection of comics and hip hop. Um, I work with area youth in uh, what I'm calling um, critical speculative design, which basically is, is thinking about um, multimodal design towards um, sort of, speculative ideas for the future that are based on um their own understanding of self and their own understanding their their um you know excavation of of self their Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of um work like yolanda see lee ruiz does the um, racial literacy so we, we work a lot of that with that um for example just as an example um stephanie tolliver um ebony elizabeth thomas yeah uh, those 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 folks really inform a lot of the work that we do um and i do i do that specifically through comics i work um with uh, john jennings on um um, and david brame who um are both amazing artists um we work with um lion man which if you don't uh, if you don't know lion man you can check him out he's um Character from 1947, this public domain, um, but was the first black superhero in a comic strip um out of Philadelphia. Um, and um we we use that as um Kelly Gowler calls it uh mentor text, right? We use we use okay. that as a um, as a mentor text, and we talk about Afrofuturism, um, with the understanding that there's many forms of futurism, right? Um, indigenous futurism, um Polynesian f- futurism uh, across the board, right? Uh, but we do Afrofuturism um, by and large because um, not because, but it is in sort of the the public square at the moment. Um, whether it's um, across the Spider Verse or into the Spider Verse or Black Panther or Wakanda Forever, um, a lot of um, Afrofuturist um, discussion is happening. So we're we're thinking about what does that you know what does what does that look like? How does that work? We talk we talk about. Um, milestone comics uh, if you're not familiar with milestone milestone was um dwayne mcduffie reg hudlin um uh, bill uh Bill Sakevich, um um a bunch of folks um and it's and, made its comeback there's there's yes, been a comeback in the yeah, past yeah couple dc of years. dc's doing the uh milestone initiative right now um and um and it's it's great you know static shock when i was a kid um static shock was the uh was one of the cartoons that I loved on it, at that point. It was the WB. Um, oh, yes. But it was that mm-hmm. old, the old, like it was Phil Lamar who um, uh, did the voice for static shock. Um, but, but uh, right around of, the
0: Batman Superman hour, right I around remember. the Batman yeah. Superman.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, a lot of the Ben 10 guys actually worked on, uh, I believe. And again, you, I look forward to your angry tweets, um, but the, some of the Ben 10 guys cut their teeth on that cartoon. Um, but, but he was one of the big, Um uh Dwayne McDuffie uh wrote that um that character. And um uh he was one of the big characters that come out of that. So we look at speculative um design in terms of um the big question we ask is um I'm working with middle and high school youth. Um, and I ask what do you want your what would you want your community to look like in 25 years? Um and we pick 25 years pretty um intentionally because um, it is in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, if you look at, do the math real quick, folks, 25 years gets comes up on you quick. it's it <laughs> flies <laughs> like When I'm looking, I'm citing stuff, and I'm like, that seems pretty recent. It's 2000. I'm like, oh, no.
0: Oh, right, right. Oh, dear. <laughs> Every time, I, there's a piece by William Kiss that I love to cite, and then I'm like, but it's like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. 2000. When I'm, like, I'm citing stuff from 1995, that's like, foundational now. And I'm like, oh, I was there. Right. So this, but it's this idea of it's the foreseeable future, but far enough away to where significant change will likely have occurred. Right. So it's in a, it, it's in a, a zone of proximal change. um, But students get like, if you were asking a team, like, what do you want the year 50 bajillion to look like? well, we're going to be knows? underwater yeah right yeah, exact- exactly likely um but we 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 talk a lot about um you know Octavia Butler right um and unfortunately um and we look at par- uh, we look at parable the sower john jennings um and da- uh, damian duffy uh did um an amazing ad- adaptation of 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 kindred but they also did parable the sower and mm-hmm. um, so we look at that and we talk about uh, octavia butler being she's like i'm not a prophet I just can add two and two together, right? Um, so we're seeing um, some of those things. So we talk about what do you want it to be and what are the assets you bring so that you can be a change agent in creating a democratic small D um, society, yeah, um, yeah, which is increasingly counter hegemonic right like it, it used to be this like oh, all right really really cool idea of we want democracy well now i mean it's always been contested but especially now um mm-hmm. we see a lot of legitimately anti-democratic things happening in educational spaces um mm-hmm. and so like the texts we look at comics particular um i think our are one they're speculative what if like literally the the uh, when i was little and and there's a there's a oh, disney yeah. plus what if you know there's series. a there's yeah, there's yeah. a disney plus series what if that's a speculative and Elseworlds. question and yeah. else right kingdom come blew my mind if you haven't read alex ross's kingdom come woo um uh, mark wade and alex ross let me give mark wade some some credit too um, he 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 needs it he wasn't in the the credits for the flash so so silly yeah uh, hi, mark wade i've read your flash i love your flash um of course <laughs> i love your i love your I love your brave and the bold as well. If you're listening to us, sure. um, we'll, we'll tag him, right? Please do. Um, but but these are speculative texts. So people have been in one envisioning the future, right? And two envisioning the future in particular ways. Um, and and sci-fi has been doing this since always. Um, but it's been doing it. You know, Gene Roddenberry. Just follow me here for a second. Gene yes. Roddenberry, when he does Star I'm Trek, right? I'm with you.
0: You say Roddenberry, and I
1: see a uh, optimistic <laughs> vision of the future. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's here's, like here's the catch. Here's mm-hmm. the catch is, and and I'm literally, uh, and and I can do this because this is a we're a video medium. This would be different on a podcast. I am literally with ar- within arms' reach of my signed Nichelle Nichols, yes. uh, pic- picture photo, mm-hmm. um, and so in in some ways it's incredibly radical but when he pitches it to cbs he he pitches it as wagon train to the stars <laughs> right mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. well, hang on <laughs> and further when he's pitching um when he's pitching uh kirk well, he's pitching archer and he's pitching kirk he's pitching Hor- what he says is like think about it like a horatio hornblower type guy well like my, my guy horatio hornblower is an understanding of masculinity from like the 8th, 19th century so right, we've right. got We've got these like hyper masculine figures like and it it's still under debate. This like who's a better like Kirk would punch it, but Picard would think about it. But it's like right, right. well, what would Cisco do? Well, we're not worried about him. Well, why not? Because he's on a space station. Okay, you sit there with that for a second. Janeway. But Janeway. Janeway, right? It's always Kirk and Picard mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. question because they're in the Enterprise. But this notion of that's Star Trek is is and continues to be and and is contested in a lot of ways a particular vision of the future now that's definitely changed over time but so has um you know so has comics you know when we're thinking about um the x-men um right. when stan lee um first of all pitches the x-men out of uh trying to just like oh they're born that way they're not monsters is that okay comics code Right, 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 right. they're mutants <laughs> uh, they're humans. it's fine. <laughs> um, why does he look like a monster? uh genes yeah right. exactly <laughs> right It's <laughs> smart, but like, um, but but what he's talking he's talking about um a particular vision of the future. he's so Black Panther, the same thing. if you look at, mm-hmm. please unfortunately, go look at the second appearance of Black Panther, um, which is fantastic, uh fantastic for fifty three. And the first page is like some of the most bogus. Like, they do like a oh, just go look at it. It's like the most deficit framing of like African culture that I can think of. After, after like making it in 52, Black Panther or, or Fantastic Four 52, the most technologically advanced culture in the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And T'Challa is like mops. The entire Fantastic Four. Then we're right back to a particular vision of other of and, and othering, right? right? And so what we're doing in this project is trying to think about how do fo- how do young folks, especially those from uh, positions outside of sort of that dominant discourse, how do they, how can they, and how would they, and how will they, given space tell their own stories on their, on, in their, in their own way, on their own terms. Right. Um, yeah, and so that's yeah. a lot of work I do. And, and what is the, what is the, what are the possibilities there? What are the the educational opportunities that students will, will, will take up? Um, and, and that cuts both ways too. How are they learning to tell stories based mm-hmm. on, and that's kind of like France Fanon, right? Like this colonized imagination. Well, how do you then tell other stories? That's what you know. Octavia Butler talks about. There's nothing new under the sun, but there are other suns, right? How do you then begin to chart what's the cartography of the imagination? How do you chart where those other suns are? Well, you you have to look at different. You know, and it's one of the things is beautiful. You have to look at different pasts, um, which is the, the the very question that Greg Tate and Mark Derry and Tricia Rose and Samuel Delaney take up um in black to the future so um which is available to you know fire up your your google machine um (laughs) a a, a community whose past has been deliberately erased how does how do they construct a vision of the future um we are somebody else's past and that's one of the things we talk about is is so how do you understand yourself from your own past but then what is your responsibility to the future with great power must also come great responsibility which is um I, I a, can't believe. Did you a, just make that up? Did you? I just did. Isn't that's amazing? what I thought. No, Sp- Spider man always. <laughs> but that's the big thing, you know. Right. Um, is is we talk about um, almost kids even today. Like I was talking to a 13, 13 year old or or a middle schooler at least. Um, and I said, "Uh, with great power is like must also come great responsibility." And like, I didn't tell him that. He just knew it because he just saw the spider verse.
0: Yeah. Um, and you got to get the must in there.
1: Yeah. Must. It's let's a must. Let's get it. Let's get it. Correct. Let's get it. Let's get it properly. See, if you're going to say it, if you're going to, if you're going to cite it, cite it properly. Um, But then we talk about, well, what is power? Who has it? Who doesn't have it? Why don't you have it? Why do they have it? What mm-hmm. is responsibility to whom for whom? What responsibility do you have to yourself like taking that and then using that as a springboard for some real critical inquiry and then deep reading um our own you know the, those own narratives um oh, and and yeah. so spider the spider verse for example is an afrofuturist text right
0: and you've like, seen it
1: i've seen both and i'm, I'm not yes. even talking about across the spider verse i'm talking about into the spider verse mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that's a that's a speculative text what if just what if Spider-Man was Afro-Puerto Rican? How would that be different? What if, all right, here's the thing. What if uh, his parents didn't die? What if he actually had family? <laughs> right? Like how would uh-huh. Spider-Man be different? <laughs> Miles Morales' family is all alive. Like his parents anyway. His uncle, spoiler. uh, Prowler. Got, yeah, right. Is Prowler. uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and in the movie, go see the movie. But like. The, the, sto- the story is similar but different very intentionally so um and who is it for right if you go read if you go watch into spider into the spider verse um and it's true in across the spider verse Spanish isn't translated there's no subtitles love that love it I mean unless you turn them on
0: right yeah that that need to subtitle the need to yeah sub- you,
1: you know I mean you could turn on the subtitles but if you just leave it not, unsubtitled there's no subtitles well why is that? Well, because it's not for you. You you speak Spanish or you don't. Mm -hmm. Is that who's that for? That's a a particular choice. An aesthetic choice, but also a cultural choice. Right? Mm -hmm. Um and there's and and you got
0: the visual, you got the whole story. It's right there.
1: Right. And and one of the things I love about, and this is is not a spoiler for the Spider Verse, because just you can go see the trailer, uh, unless you're you know uh, spoiler if you're just like complete blackout. But In the trailer, um, Miles' mom snaps at him, which is a Uh very cultural move. And out of the snap is a Puerto Rican flag, right? Uh So it's like, that's a move. That's an intentional thing. That's a cultural thing. And I've had friends who are from Puerto Rico. And they're like, that's my mom. That's my family. That's my aunt. They do that all the time. Uh And you're going to see yourself there in a way that you, if, if you're not, if that's not you, you can appreciate it. You can recognize it, but it, as the kids say, it's different. So that's what we spend a lot of time. You know, it's, I, I'm a big Stuart Hall fan. Um, <laughs> uh-huh.
0: yes. Yeah. Um, which surprises yes.
1: which surprises no one. Right. But like, he talks <laughs> about like popular culture is the site. That's the site like where struggle where the struggle for the culture of, of the powerful, like it gets engaged. Right. Like that's where we,
0: that's where everyone's gaze is. That's where all the eyes are
1: focused. Right. And he talks about like, it's where it's where, and he talks about hegemony. Right. So he's like, it's where hegemony is secured or contested. And I'm with, and he says, other than that, and I'm quoting here, you know, other, uh, you know, otherwise I don't give a damn about it. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. popular Mm -hmm. culture is great, but the way, the reason it's great. And the reason it's important is because it helps us to figure out ways to navigate and contest and, um, work it, work against sort of hegemonic, uh, undertakings. It is where it's also reproduced, right? If we're talking about like Bernstein, right. Basil Bernstein, like this idea of like input output, right. Like, is it art? Do we make the art that reflects us does art reflect who we are? Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Reciprocal. Good for you. <laughs> you got it. So, um, But that's why contesting it and, 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 and disrupting that cycle, those, those, you know, sort of epistemic ruptures are really important. So when a kid, I'll tell you, I, this is as a this is as of this morning. I'm um, I'm doing. I, I came from this work. Uh, I'm, I'm I started this this workshop, and I have a record player. Uh, it's a portable. It's a little portable guy. It's a Victrola. It's awesome. I love it. I'm a big vinyl collector. I do hip hop work as well. Um, and I was playing the Spider Verse record, and a kid goes, "I've never seen that before." I was like, "Oh, you never seen the spider the this like a it was a picture disc. Uh and he's like, and he's like, I never seen that before. I was like, Oh, you never seen a Spider-Verse record before? He goes, No, a record player. And I was like, oh, and I turned yes. into endgame dust and blew away. That's <laughs> right. That's
0: right. I'm glad you reconstituted. That oh, was I a can't, short I, blip.
1: I came right back. It was a short blip. I was like, how long was I gone? Five years? Um but but when they were talking about like how Go ahead. um you know how how power is how power is re is is recontextualized and re restructured. Um, kids are kids are looking for ways to um, to mediate their own stories and they're looking for new and innovative ways to do that. And so that's you know we're we're thinking about what is the what is the cultural terrain that they're working that they're working on because they they were very um, excited to, see that mm-hmm. not like oh that's a weird relic from the fact it's like i never seen that before what is how not how does it work the phonograph but they're like oh that's interesting i've never that's not something i know yeah. that's not something i'm familiar with i can find those i can find those those tools to contest that cycle i can mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. tools that i'm not familiar with and that gets to what Re- robin dg kelly was talking would talk about right freedom dreaming but you know, he talks about like, and I'm paraphrasing, but but hopefully not by much. Right. Like this, this idea of um, without new visions, without new visions, we don't know what to build. We only know what to knock down.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. We know what we don't want.
1: Right. And if you don't have new visions, then you end up, he call, He says, confused, rudderless and cynical.
0: Which we see right? a lot of.
1: Which we see a lot of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But revolution and this is what he talks a lot about that right but revolution is in a. um he what does he call he calls it um uh is not revolution is not a series of clever maneuvers (laughs) right um it's It's usually a simple idea right it's it's a process that transforms and so that when we look at how do you tell different stories what are the ways like a simple record player is like oh i have a new tool to to kind of re rethink myself um those mm-hmm. stories um Miles Morales's story is a way of rethinking myself i see myself represented there and that's important but then what does that mean for mm-hmm. me in ways i tell my own story um you know um and there is room for criticism for sure um, always always but we can we can we we can and we should criticize the things we love it doesn't mean we you know completely disregard them Um it's like that why
0: question over and over. If that's where you stop, if you stop at the criticism, right. uh, then you wind up not really connecting with anything. We
1: we can be critical. We can say, all right, well, I do I do wonder um about, for instance, like misogyny. I, I worry about um um what happens when there are particular ways that the self is presented this idyllic um uh you know superman Uh, (laughs) and it's like well that doesn't look like me like just from a morphology standpoint like but right so like that can be that can be troubling like we can contest these things but we can also see what is the work that they're doing we can say all right well why is he presented that way how does how does that work what about this is being sold? How do we engage in critical media literacy, which is, a, I think, a huge for those of you wondering, like, how do I even like, why would I even bring comics into the classroom? It's a an incredible it's an incredible avenue for critical media literacy, for Absolutely. deep reading and close reading of, of multimodal texts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're deeply, you know, they're they're serious. They can be liberatory. They can be radical. If you bring that framework along with you, I deal a lot with, um, critical race theory. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I welcome your, I welcome your tweets. Um, there's a, there's I, a recent
0: article, recent article yep. research in, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's the St. Joseph's right. Like mm-hmm. their open access journal, mm-hmm. uh, research on diversity in youth literature. Is that right? Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, that, uh, I, 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 uh, towards a framework of critical race theory in comics, um, mm. establishing a framework, not a recipe, but when you're looking at X-Men, uh, what does it mean as a marker of difference? But then what does it re what does it reinscribe? How is, how is it only partial? How is it partial? How is counter-narrative mediated? Along racial lines, Um, Mm -hmm. how do we how do we think differently about the ways we are engaging um, engaging questions of race, gender and class intersectionally um, Mm -hmm. in these in these spaces, Um, which, you know, one of the things I think that, that, uh, for example, Bitter Root does by David Walker and Sanford Green, um, it, it really does. It's a very simple premise. Um, Ghostbusters in the Harlem Renaissance fight races, fight, racist monsters, fight white supremacy monsters go. Um, It has won multiple Eisner Awards and well, it should have
0: Um, so if you're looking
1: if you're looking at something to read, um, there you go. Um, But it but that's a that that book is very much a, a a steeped in critical race theory. Um, and I'm not going to ruin, I don't spoilers because if you haven't read it, you need to, um, fix your life. (laughs) Um, But, but it speaks to, um, it, it speaks to, um, that one in particular, um, speaks to all of those, all of those issues, um, that. Take up, or at least try to in, in. Those educational spaces, um, they can be. Th- these can be radical texts, and they can be enjoyable. That's the other thing. Is they can be so, amazingly humorous and yet right critical and deep. Yeah, right. Like I love these things that I'm about to seemingly sound like I don't like. Um, I love Persepolis. I love Mouse. I absolutely. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I would venture a guess. That, unless a teacher gave a middle schooler that text, they wouldn't probably go to their local comic shop and pick it up. They're more likely, more likely to pick up X Men. True, true. Look, that's and more likely statistically, Mm -hmm. probably both great, both great texts. Um, Mm -hmm. both are incredible. Like, God Loves Man Kills is a brilliant treatise troubling problematic interesting but chris claremont says okay well if this is about difference it's not even a metaphor anymore about race about humanity up until that point is like see they're different but different is good don't get mad it's pretend he's like no we've been doing this the whole time (laughs) in real life (laughs) right kitty kitty is real wild and being terrible and it's like kitty relax a little
0: That's right, everybody. Welcome back. And we had a chance. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're, true believers.
1: We were we were talking during the break, and I'm gonna spring this on you right now. If you would like to continue this conversation, if you'd like to hear more of this conversation, I propose that we bring mm-hmm. we do a team up, and you come on my podcast, and then we talk I love about it. that. What do you think about that? We'll do a team up, a giant sized team up. Love it. I love it. Fantastic. All right. So stay tuned, <laughs> true believers. That's right. Not since Moon Knight
0: and the Shroud oh together together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's that's
0: high. That's, that's that's a good lofty
1: one. company. It's a good um, one. That's a good one.
0: I mean, Moon Knight in himself is good company. Lofty company. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You were talking about Mouse and Persepolis and how these things yeah. have been sort of brought into the canon and how yeah, a student might not they are the, they're,
1: they're, yeah, they're they're, they they're have their place but, they, but I think unless one of the you're in a place we, where they're banned and well that's that's one of the things that that I that will will kind of the cliffhanger will be be that a little bit but um, those are really, get really my important. shark repellent. We we next <laughs> bat time friends. We need to be mindful that um, we don't do the same thing with comics as literature that we do with any other form of media. Right? It's like well, this is high literature. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. all right, cool. So's Daredevil. Yep. <laughs> right. So yep. I love Mouse. I love Watchmen. I love Persepolis. I'm trying to think of some like time. And I, I mentioned Watchmen because Watchmen makes like times hundred novels. Right. But like mm-hmm. Jerry Kraft just won the Newbery right. for like a story about a kid who goes to school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important. It's meaningful. It's marvelous. Uh, it has been contested, but it's fun. It's my great. kid loves it. My, my, my nine-year-old eats it up. He's read all three. Yeah. So it's yeah. this notion of when we're talking about comics in education, what we have to be is, yes, it's literature. Yes. It's, it's meaningful in, in coding and encoding and decoding and, and all these things that, that are really meaningful from a, you know, from whether you're just learning to read language acquisition, et cetera. I have friends who've learned to read English, you know, through comics, right. Mm-hmm. They, they, mm-hmm. they, 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 um you know, they, they speak uh, for instance, maybe uh, Portuguese, and then learn English through comics, that's fine. Um, but what we need to do is we need to make sure that we don't do the same thing that we do often. When I always say we, I'm, I'm thinking about in broadly, um, that we don't smush the love of reading. <laughs> smush is the, right, <laughs> is the operative term. I, but like, well, you're gonna love this it's comics It's like it's about it's about the iranian persecution like it's really important and i yep. love it and it's great like i one of my favorites um there's a great one uh, it's called the weight of my shadow um and it's like it's about uh, like bulimia and body mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and it's important and it's lovely um yeah. and it's it's you know fun home wonderful alice back to great. holy moly yeah. uh I just, you know, sometimes a kid just wants to read about Miss D- Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur.
0: And that's cool, too.
1: And that's cool, too. And both have like if you both have things to say mm-hmm. and both have both have their places, depending on what it is, are you trying to accomplish? And that's on you as an educator. It's like, what are you trying to do here?
0: Right. Comics, right. are, are you... they're not one thing. They're not one. Exactly. Thing. So it's not like, oh, you you like uh, you it's like medium, Marvel. not a genre. That's right. That's right. Bumper sticker. You you yeah. like Marvel. You're going to love Fun Home. Basically, the <laughs> you same like pictures.
1: Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> like Spider-Man. Here's this. Oh, my God. What's happening? It is good. I it love is. both. Yeah, um, same. But there are important things to say um, through both texts. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're trying to accomplish is the one of the things I would say in, in thinking about what's the future. The, the future is multimodal. Um, education is going to be inherently it always has been but but it is increasingly you know with the advent of ai etc cetera, etc cetera, um increasingly multimodal we need to be critical about those things that we need to um be asking questions um yeah. and asking the right questions so um i would recommend for instance disney on disney plus if you have that and i understand disney owns marvel and i've given disney an inordinate amount of my money right right i, I
0: had this uh, moment today where i was like they do they do uh, sometimes yeah. I have to remind myself, like Disney <laughs> owns that too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, not only is it a streetcar, a graffiti streetcar, come to life. It's dealing with what does it mean to be a young African American girl living in the United States um, as a like really smart kid, not mm-hmm. exception, not an exceptional, but not an outlier. She's a right. nor- She's a regular. She's a regular, regular kid. What does that mean? How do I navigate this? I can't outthink some of these problems, even though I am a super genius. Mm -hmm, I have a mm -hmm. giant dinosaur that follows me around like a Labrador. How do I navigate that? (laughs) There's no formula for that. (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. Um, Exactly.
0: Yeah, But but the the dinosaur is a metaphor.
1: Learning to. It's not not a metaphor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are what are the questions we're asking as educators what are the questions your our kids are asking about their their place in the future um because and, and you asked this a little bit earlier um is you know when i think about the future of education i think it's a both yeah. and thing i think that there's a beautiful i think there's beautiful things coming um and it's that's the kids man uh that's our mm-hmm. students um agree so there um they're multimodal they're independent they're agentic they're going to find new ways to do amazing things um whether we like it or not <laughs> yes, <laughs> right whether we allow it or not right um, right which is which is you know part of what is ma- like zine culture me- hip hop comics whether you phonograph. like it or not right the you reconstitution like of
0: the old, the reconstitute, the constitution right. into something new. Yeah, it's,
1: it's that's bricolage, man. It's taking something mm-hmm. that wasn't supposed to do this and making it do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Go read. Go read some Strauss um, and, p- right. and Pepper. Um <laughs> But uh,
0: this episode comes with a reading list.
1: It sure does. Moon sorry. girl. Sorry. Devil not dinosaur.
0: Sorry. And Levy me
1: yeah. Go go read Devil Dinosaur and then then with a Foucault chaser. Um, that's right. <laughs> um please don't do that. We'll be
0: watching you to make sure that you do.
1: <laughs> we will. See, see. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yes. Um, but but kids have always been and always engaged in both resistance and rebellion. That's why the 10 cent, that's why we had the comics code. That's why Wortham was freaked out. He wasn't wrong. Some of those are way racist. Yeah. Um, And, and we're violent. not awesome and, all the, and violent, not wrong, yeah. but sexist. So is Shakespeare, yeah, and sexist, truth. right? And so, like, it's about that control. That 10 cent plague is like, we're, it's about that control. Um, mm-hmm. And kids are going to find learners are going to find ways to navigate those parameters. the The bummer about the future of education is left uncontested. We see in places like uh, Florida, like Texas, like everywhere where books are being banned or 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 contested because why because well we know why we because white supremacy um yeah, and yeah. and and this idea of control and if you don't if you are out of my control then um then what's gonna happen then you're going to have ideas for yourself and contest the way things are and I like the way things are so you no reading yeah well that's I mean we're having the same a similar discussion in my mind of like literacy literacy was foreclosed to like frederick douglas and nat turner
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or i mean that fierian concept of like the, the liberation of literacy i mean when you want to hold someone back you take away their our, ability to read write, that access right. to critical thinking critical right communication. and that's
1: i mean that's and that's what douglas is talking about too right it's like you're not, a person isn't truly free until they can read and write so if we can um, and then Carter Woodson talking about like if you control control a person's actions, the, uh, the thoughts, and you can control their actions, right? Which is mm-hmm. the uh, whole point of trying to figure out how to tell history and how to think about history and tell your own stories. And that's the project that 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 I undertake through comics, or that I'm undertaking through comics is 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 that it's a it, it's literacy towards liberation on your on our own terms. Because left uncontested, that's Toni Morrison right Mm -hmm. if there's a story that that you haven't read then you must write it because as Zora neil hurston talks about they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it they'll tell the story for you nature abhors a vacuum so we've got to figure out ways to to navigate that and i can't what i've what i tell what i try and communicate to my students is like there are some things i cannot do right i don't believe in absolute free will because i can't have an idea for you and i certainly can't tell your story for you in a Mm -hmm. way that is going to be meaningful in any good kind of way.
0: I can tell the story. Black Panther.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Mm -hmm. I need, I need to, um, as Ludacris said, get out the way. Um, I'm dating myself a little bit. Strauss, Ludacris. Yeah. Yeah. Ludacris, Moon Girl, Strauss, Foucault, Freire. Enjoy your reading list. That's, right. that's right. <laughs> But that's but that's the thing is these things are deeply intellectual when we take them seriously, and kid and and people know that. Why did Spider Verse make? Um, it was like 120 something million it, it in the first week, first weekend. It. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because because folks understand that there are interesting, important stories to tell in ways that are meaningful, and they maybe haven't read Friari, and they maybe haven't read Fannone. But they know that my when Miles Morales says people are trying to tell me about my own story and I'm not. I'm going to do my own thing that hits for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And they maybe can't quit the, you know, you and me, we spend our we've got a bunch of books back here, I, you know. Right. Right. Minor digital. But yes. Right. But but right. Like I got I got uh, I got punishment and control back here. Uh, I got pedagogy of the oppressed. Um, yep. Yep. Right you, you've got Spider-Man. the reading list right there. But but that's because that's my role in this uh, in the system in, in this in this structure. Right. My role here mm-hmm. is to like think about it and then like try and mobilize. That's not everybody's role. Um, and 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 you can't like if that if they're gonna get those no those notions if people are gonna get those notions from Spider Verse cool but they it are works. deeply it's not less intellectual in fact i would say, say sometimes it's more it, like it's more so because it hits at a at a visceral level like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes things are so beautiful they move me and i can't articulate why i just know i'm my face is wet <laughs>
0: yeah true true
1: that's yeah. that's that's humanness and i and that that's that's shared humanity and so that's what we're trying to get at um is looking at how do folks tell if tony morrison's right tell right then you must write it well you can't just tell a person that's robin dg kelly again you can't just say like go write it mm-hmm. we have to work we have to collaborate we have to stand shoulder to shoulder with those folks who are 12 13 14 and i work in secondary education i work in middle with middle school and high school students um when i'm not teaching i'm a teacher education student uh a teacher education professor um so i'm teaching teachers. But I'm st- we're standing shoulder to shoulder. I'm not telling a student what to do. I'm working together with them. Um,
0: and you know. I'm just to reflect I'm thinking about, I mean, you're talking about speculative as a vision of the future, but it's not underwater. It's not Waterworld. It's not Costner right. with gills. Um, right. You're talking about the phonograph. It's, and so it's this this vision of self, vision of the future. That's
1: right. And, and you know, in cl- I guess to wrap up here, when we're talking about speculative, we're not talking about simply pretend. We're talking about when I make particular social, political, ideological, cultural commitments, right, to my family, to my neighborhood, to, you know, the people around me that I love, myself, then what does that mean for how I move through the world going forward in the future? So it's not, right, it's that ideological commitment. It's not just like, well, it would be, what if I pretended to do this? That'd be cool, but so what? It's not flying cars it can be it can be but it's not just flying cars for the sake of flying cars right it's okay why does that work that way how does that work why would that how do how can we think about what would the implications of that be for flying cars well now the air is also has traffic in it the sky has traffic in it more the more so than it does now um what it you know and thinking through the implications of that Um, I'll give you an example uh, to just close up, close out here. Um, so critical speculative design, um, I was working with some folks in New York, um, some young, some young girls, some middle school girls in New York. And I said, what's, what's a challenge your neighborhood has? And she said, well, you know, well, I take the train all the time. There's trash, there's trash in the subway all the time. I said, yeah, she said, well, I want to make a trash can. I was like, you're going to, I give you the entire universe. You can make a trash can. All right, bet. What do you say more? And she said, "Well, here's what I want to do. I want to make a trash can where, um, it's a recycling. It's a like a recycling trash can. And so like people throw their trash in it, but it's got a USB port, and they can plug their um, you know, or they can set their phone on it because everybody got to charge their phone. So now they have a reason to throw the trash away. So they could just, you know, she's like, you know how you, there's these little discs, and you can just like set your phone on top of it. She's like, what if there was like a, just a trash can, and you, that was made of that material? And you set your phone in, and you throw your ruffles." Wrap her away, and it made energy. And I was like, "Oh dang, yeah!" Because you're addressing a problem, you're addressing a challenge, but it's a very real world. Like she's like, "I just don't want to live with trash anywhere." I'm like, "I, yup, mm-hmm. bet, Makes okay." Sense. And she's like, "Yeah, and they'd be all over the place. Nobody's ever gonna, she's <laughs> nobody's phone ever gonna run out of juice ever again." It's like, dang, oh, that's it. that's a really good idea. This is a smart idea. That's when we're talking about speculative because she's thinking about her neighborhood. She's thinking about her own, her own needs. She's thinking about the needs of her community. She's thinking about aesthetics. Like, I don't want to live around trash all the time. Yup. Okay. I get that. Right. And that's when we talk about speculative. What could it be given the commitments that I've made? If that, if that makes sense. So, it makes sense. It makes we got to have you on the pod, man. We, we got to have, have you, to you on comics it. on comics school. So
0: I would love to. So I'm thinking about the fact that to to close out with two two things here, uh, I'm thinking about the world that people are living in as the Spider Verse right now: the color, yeah. the vibrancy, the variety, yeah. the possibilities. And then I'm thinking about education mm. and what it so often is mm. as like the. The car that's kind of stopped back here, and every time we sort of make a little little dent toward the Spider Verse, it's like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking about the possibilities of that, and thinking about our follow up conversation. Yeah, part two. Yeah, of three, or part
1: three. <laughs> part of part two. It was a, like the Twitter thread that's like one slash that's like, oh, right. strap in, buddy. That's um, right. You know, to me, the. In a lot of ways, there are fewer, there are fewer more anti-democratic spaces than a traditional classroom um, because it's centered on, and and there's a wealth of literature on this, right? Um, And so there's a, a line of thing, at least for me is, it's not about reforming what is, it's about revisioning what we can with an understanding that the terrain is not going to be of our choosing. So it's not just like, it's not just blue skying. It's saying, okay, how do I engage in creative forms of resistance given the socio political and socio cultural terrain that I exist in as an educator? Right. So it's just like, not like, well, they're not going to let me do that. Okay. They might not let you do that. What are they going to, quote, let you do? And how do you navigate those? parameters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because none of this stuff is new yeah. none of these things are new it's our turn right i, I talk about the, like the west virginia textbook war um and and go you know uh, fire up the google machine um the, right. the computing That's machine and look at the rest the west virginia textbook war um where it, this in the 70s the things are being you know being contested um and folks showing up at school board meetings and screaming, you know, racial epithets and 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 it's 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 exactly what's happening now. So how do we navigate now that we know? Mm-hmm. We we understand in some ways why things are the way they are. This is what DG this is what Robin was talking about is okay, we know what we don't want. Well, they're not going to let me do that. Okay, well, now we have to figure out what the different ways are. Um, and then somebody's going to come along and go, and the terrain's going to change. Um, that sound, by the way, was just for all of the caterwauling that happens everywhere. <laughs> the, the void you know of what I, Right? It's just real large. <laughs> like... And then right. that's going to happen. And it mm. sucks. Mm. And then we then renegotiate and, and renavigate. It is, that's a process revolution being a process. Um, and it does lead to burnout. It can, if we don't have, if we don't refuel and recharge ourselves, um, it absolutely can because it's a lot. Um, and so when we're thinking about what does the, when we're in those, when we're in those spaces that can be restrictive, um, how do we move through those spaces? Um, where are there spaces for creative resistance? Um, and at the risk of being unbearable, this is what Tupac talks about when he talks about the rose that grew from concrete. There are spaces. How do we navigate that? How do we how do we find that and grow around those restrictions because they will be there? Um, yep. I want to do whatever I can to work towards a liberatory literacy pedag- pedagogy of literacy because that is that can be emancipatory and that can be revolutionary we've seen it be revolutionary but then we've also we also know that there will be pushback so how do we how do we negotiate and navigate that right so uh-huh. when we see um we see Amanda Gorman for example present uh, reading her poem at the the inauguration of Joe B- Joe Biden's inauguration, brilliant, beautiful moment, mm-hmm. gorgeous moment, and we see the very same poem being contested right. in educational spaces. That's gonna that the educational space being anti democratic in a lot of ways traditionally so is gonna do. <laughs> Hater Taylor Swift told us haters gonna hate hate hate. <laughs> not 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 they're gonna hate until you tell them otherwise. No no no. So we have to understand that that's what's going to happen. That we have to be don't get ready, be ready. We have to navigate those spaces, which those speculative practices can help us can help us acclimate to asking ourselves the "what if." Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Speculative practices okay. are good for kids and they are also good for teachers. Yeah, yeah. What if I did it this way? What if I did it this way? How could It'd be I? something new. What if I did this? <laughs> yep. I doing it that way. What if I did this? That's where we're headed, and and, and that's um, – it's hard. It's arduous. I don't want to I, – I try and be an optimist with no delusions, right? Like it's possible. Hope hope is um, – revolutions are built on hope. That's Star Wars. Um, but Thomas Aquinas talks about hope as uh, the uh, ca- the capacity to see a desired future with the understanding that it will be difficult to attain that's hope and as Joan Baez says and this I think it's right back here uh action is the antidote to despair despair being hopes if, if hope is a vi- is a virtue despair is a vice right we're talking we're getting real philosophical here for a second Robinson um, a- Blake
0: right William Blake
1: mm-hmm.
0: without so contraries at- there is no progress
1: bingo yep. so so we have to we have to be in that we have to be in that modality just sort of epistemically, I guess, even ontologically. Um, how do we shape reality and what if we did it differently? That's where we need to spend a lot a lot more time. I agree. I agree. Think. I agree. Both, so that's uh, yeah, I know you got it. I know we got to.
0: <laughs> I was going to say both systemically, but also uh, podcasterly. We have another Podcasting. podcast. Yep, that's right. It's been a pleasure talking with you and Norrin Rad, who's been back there patiently waiting the entire yes. time. Yes, that's my
1: that's my guy. Go read Ghostlight by John Jennings. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Uh, it's a five Absolutely. five issue limited series, and then um, we will set this up, and then um, we will do a we will do a part two where where the turns have tabled.
0: That's right. That's right. May the conversation continue. <laughs> I don't have a fancy microphone like that. I've got that's this all right. Gaming no, you got, you I'll got, it.
1: you got the, you got the air traffic controller, which is beautiful. That's right. That's right. All right. As, as one of my heroes said, we'll see you next time.
0: Until next time. Punch it.
1: Punch it, Chewie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you, sir. Always.